Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hard Obsessive Podcast. I'm one half your host and deal with J.P. Nunes. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Parker. How's it going, Sean? Uh, <laughs> you know, last week, or the, two weeks ago, rather, I said that I was very enthusiastic about uh, the film that we were watching. And this week, I I put my back out. So, <laughs> so I can never be enthusiastic about anything ever again, JP. Uh, well, I mean, you know, that's part of it. It's part of getting older, you know? Your, your, your like back it. goes, and then the rest of your organs go, and then you die, <laughs> and then the worms come and eat you, and then, you know. You're really taking this it's far. Bye-bye, okay. Sean. <laughs> I mean, this is a horror podcast, you know. We talk yeah, I know. Things. We got to we got to get a little morose from time to time. Exactly. I'm with you. I'm exactly. with you. All right. Exactly. All right, JP. So you're you got to be excited this week because we're wa- we're watching Monster Seafood Wars, oh, uh, yes. which was really something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is all, okay. Is all I will say about it for now. But uh, mm-hmm. before we get into that, of course, let's uh, let's take a look at what's happening on Hobbs. So there's a new trailer for the upcoming Exorcist movie called The Exorcist Believer. Do you think Imagine Dragons will do the soundtrack? I believer, <laughs> believer. I, you know, you're lucky. I know who Imagine Dragons are. I am. I am because usually yeah, I'm yeah. not very lucky. In these yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, this is you know, one of. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, the trailer's not great. Um, I thought it was fine it, it seemed very generic um it didn't really do anything that made me think oh wow that's a cool thing to do in an exorcism movie it was just oh wow that's what every exorcism movie has ever done you know yeah i mean we heard a while ago and we didn't we don't report on these kind of things but uh there were early screenings of the film that that apparently did not do well so hopefully they've made some changes from from the notes that they got back and, and maybe maybe it'll be better than we suspect so um you know i mean hopefully you know a, a bad trailer doesn't necessarily mean a bad movie so. no exactly i mean the other thing is is i like trailers that don't show a whole lot and i feel like we got that a little bit here uh from what i've read uh because mm-hmm. i i still haven't watched the trailer yeah, yeah it, uh, it, it, it it doesn't show a ton um yeah you're right yeah i'm not my whole thing is as much as i like David Gordon Green, I don't have, like, especially after Halloween, I can't say that my faith in a new trilogy for The Exorcist is, is fully there. So. Yeah, you know, so so I liked the first his first two Halloween movies, and so even though I'm not super excited for a whole trilogy of Exorcist movies, I was excited for the first one because I thought, hey, if he did a great job with the first Halloween, maybe he'll do a great job with the first Exorcist. And now I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'll see. But, you know, I can't really say I'm excited for it. But, you know, it's, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You know, so uh, if you guys haven't seen the trailer yet, uh, if you want to check it out, we have an article up about it on the Harp Sensor website. You know, has the trailer there for you to watch and has a brief discussion of it. Um, so check that out. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Um, ooh, so two new movies just came out uh, last weekend. One of them is Talk to Me, uh, which is the new. It's a new. It's an Australian horror movie directed by the Philippu brothers, who are apparently YouTubers. I don't really know much about them, but they're a pair of YouTubers, and they did this horror movie, and it's awesome. I saw it yesterday, and it's fantastic. 
It's I think right now it's my fifth favorite horror movie of the year. That's that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, welcome it, to the really club, good. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's really good. It, it's a great debut. Um, it, it, it's scare. Well, it has good scares. Some of them were very pleasantly unexpected. I think it has great characters, a great story, good message. Um, so it, it pretty much. Oh, and it's really funny too. Like it's not a comedy per se. But it has enough humor that it, it that you you definitely remember it being funny, you know. So yeah. it, it's it's pretty much everything you want from a horror movie. Very cool. I know Saskia wrote an um, article on. I didn't get to read it because in it she wrote that there were slight spoilers, and I was like, yeah, I yeah. will read this when after mm-hmm. I see it. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm being very I'm being very dodgy of it because I I do want to know. Uh, Saskia's thoughts on it, but I, I do yeah, want to yeah. wait. And, <laughs> and see yeah, yeah. First. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, definitely go see it. It's, it's great. That, that's good. That's good to hear. I'm, I mean, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. But speaking of films that are on our top 10 lists for the year, uh, Moon Garden came out on VOD last week. Yes, and um, if, right. uh, we will continue to promote this film because it's just yes. how damn oh. good it is. Best horror movie of the year. But I would suggest I would suggest everybody run out and buy that or or rent it or something because it it is definitely it's it's worth Mm. it. It's worth every moment. It's so so good. good. And and if me and Sean agree that it's this good, if me and Sean agree at all that it's good, you know it is a very it is a very Siskel and Ebert style relationship that we have. There's not much that we agree on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so so that that tells you something about this movie. So kind of the, the last thing here is uh, the other movie that came out, kind of biggish movie that came out last weekend, is uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Um, it's a Nicolas Cage thriller. Uh, it's about this guy who kind of gets carjacked by Nicolas Cage. Um, and Nicolas Cage kind of takes him on a wild ride, basically. So, so I saw this movie last night. It's out in some theaters and it's out on VOD. Um, I know Sean, you're going to review it for Fantasia because uh, it's playing. Yes, I, I've I have it. I've been meaning to watch it. I'm getting it to it tonight, but mm-hmm. I just had other other things that have come up. Speaking of Fantasia, I guess we can just go right into that. Um, I just finished my review for Hundreds of Beavers and the Fantastic Golem Affairs. So those are uh, that's that's going to be up in a second. By the time you guys hear this, it'll have already been up. But what are for Fantasia, what are you? What have you seen so far that has been like crazy good? Like, what what is your recommendations here? That like from what you've seen so far? Yeah, uh, so far my favorite movie that I've seen is The Primevals. Um, this was my most anticipated movie of the festival, and so far it's the best one that I've seen. I think I no, we didn't talk about that. Uh, no, we did briefly at the end. I think. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we we yeah, talked yeah. talked a bit about it. I know it was your it was your most anticipated film then. Yeah, so it's yeah. really cool that it's it's like your number one as well. Like it's not yeah, just yeah. the anticipated, <laughs> but yeah, it was actually it, pretty it, good too. It's good. It's actually better than I thought it would be because it's um, it's it's like a B movie creature feature. Mm. Uh, and so like it has like all the typical you know like creature feature stuff you'd expect, but it also has a surprisingly good story. Um, it's not just, Hey, here's this monster doing monster things. You know, there's, there's actually more to it than that. And the story had me pretty, pretty intrigued. So it's it's better than I thought it would be. It's not out yet, obviously, uh, for general audiences, but it should be coming out later this year. Uh, I think the distributor said 
sometime maybe October, uh, if I remember correctly. That sounds right. I mean, I think most of this will be out in the in mid to late fall for mm-hmm. for a lot of the stuff that we're seeing now. I mean, that's that's yeah, the yeah. usual pace with with some of these festivals, is, uh, mm-hmm. especially genre festivals. We get a lot of this stuff right before yeah, yeah. Halloween. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, for me, um, the best thing that I've seen, so I've seen a lot of like off kilter stuff. I haven't seen anything that's really directly horror. Maybe Blackout and, and Vincent Must Die. I, I watch for. Um, sort of more on the horror end but even still more dramatic uh storylines than than i was coming to expect especially blackout which is a larry fassenden movie i thought was going to be more straight werewolf uh tale but it really is about like a town as opposed to like the werewolf itself but my the favorite my favorite thing that i've watched so far was one that i really didn't expect at all and that was uh mami wata which is a nigerian film Mm -hmm. about a sort of goddess amongst the tribe this tribe is sort of splitting off into two factions uh one one of which is sort of anti that sort of religional value that that it had stemmed from and the other one is trying trying to keep it and maintain it and they get into this section where a visitor comes in and sort of takes over and it's very it's very much a political and religional film that sort of come together in one, it, it sort of makes itself a allegory for what is happening in the United States currently with sort of the, hmm. okay. you know, religion and, and um, politics intersection and like, where can we meet in the middle sort of idea. And I really liked it. I thought it was very good. It's very well done. Uh, the underlying themes are, are very much there. It's a little, it gets off to a little bit of a rough start, like trying to get you into it a little bit try you know it's a little off but um other than that like it's really a nitpick the rest of the movie is fantastic that and probably hundreds of beavers which was just a looney tunes movie i really enjoyed so uh yeah so far nothing nothing super horror yet um hoping hoping we get to see some more i I just uh i'm looking forward to home invasion coming up uh very soon and suitable flash as well so all right so i think I think we've covered just about everything, uh, except for maybe Brendan. Brendan did a thing for uh, Remnant Two. I he loves this game. <laughs> he loved the first game. He's he's loving this game. I uh, I gotta say, like he really is. Like I, I, me as a gamer, I don't I don't game a whole ton, but I, he he's even gained my interest the way that he talks about it. So I I gotta give him I gotta give him a little credit there. Okay. But yeah, uh, and that's that's about Hobbs. <laughs> All right, all right. So ready to go fishing and get into monster seafood wars? I don't. Oh, I guess we are kind of going fishing. Yeah, I guess a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> a weird transition this week, but I'll allow it. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, JP, what is this film about? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, like, you see, there. And this time, I'm not just asking to be like for you to take control. I really, I want to know what this film was about. <laughs> Well, see, so there are these monsters, and then there's seafood, and then they have wars. So, that, no. Um, so, so what happens is there's this guy. Uh, his name is Yuda, I think. I'm terrible with character names, but I think that's him. He's the son of a sushi bar owner, and he brings some seafood to a local shrine for a yearly offering that he and his family do every year. He has a crab, a squid, and an octopus uh, that he's bringing for the offering. But on his way there, they're stolen from him. 
And then sometime later, I don't think it's entirely clear how how much later it is. It's but... almost immediate. Like it is like the way that I watched this movie, it was like he's he's on the bike, he's going to the thing, and then ten seconds later, he's off the bike, and there are monsters like in the sky. Like, yeah. It's... So so it definitely seems that way, but when you think about it realistically, that doesn't make any sense. So I think it's just the editing of the movie makes it look that way. Um, but regardless, sometime later, uh, a giant squid and a giant octopus attack the city. Um, and then sometime after that, the squid and the octopus attack again. And then the crab comes in. And eventually they realize that it was the, that it was the, the, the three offerings that, that this guy brought to the shrine. And whoever stole them uh, made them grow with this, this, uh, this drug called Setop Z which the first guy, Yuda, actually created. It's this thing to, to make organic materials grow. To, the idea, I think, or the idea was to, to grow food, to make food grow bigger, uh, to, to help solve world hunger. Um, but it was used to create monsters instead. Um, and then, you know, humanity has to figure out how to defeat the monsters. The end. So I get a kick out of one thing that I do get a kick out of is setup means setup. So setup set setup Z is actually setup Z. So it's okay. literally them just going, uh, who cares? Let's just call it whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously this is a horror comedy, like uh, mm. kaiju film. Right. Um, but there there was a lot of things right off the bat. This one that I just did not. Like I, I wanted to like this movie, JP. I really did. I just oh, you, this oh, one was not for no, me at all. Sure. Um, so there were things that I enjoyed. Like there's definitely that sort of overly dramatic uh, guy against guy machismo that happens mm -hmm. in these types mm -hmm. of movies that I mm -hmm. that I found wild. Like in this movie too, it is wildly off. Like there's <laughs> no reason for it. My only way to like compare it is. Pacific Rim, it's sort of the same machismo in Pacific Rim that, that exists in this one that's just like totally over. Okay, I see. It, it's, I mean, it's different, but I, I, I see what you're saying. I see. No, no, it, no. It's, it's just the type yeah. of like yeah, opposition, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's no mm -hmm. reason for the apprehension. They're just like, you know, the what's the main reason? The fact they both like the same girl? Like, yeah, come on. That's well, literally the reason. Like, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's, well, <laughs> you know, apparently they're in third grade. They're in third grade? No, I'm kidding. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. It's it's a different day than usual, so <laughs> that might matter for a lot of people listening oh, to us today. Um, but what so my question like the number one the number one problem that I really had with the movie, like, was the uh, the way it was presented. Uh, I I'm not a huge fan of cut ups, like this this movie starts in one place and then gets cut up by like a interjection of almost like found footage interview like just like randomly it's like a like a faux documentary kind of a style almost but yeah, mixed like, with like traditional narrative style yeah too. there's there's a mockumentary like aspect of the movie for mm -hmm. sure and the thing is is like those parts are wildly over serious and they take away from like, you could be watching one thing and then all of a sudden it cuts away and you're like, like anytime I felt like I was getting into a rhythm of watching the film, like, mm -hmm. it, like it was actually starting to get going. Like mm -hmm. the documentary portions or mockumentary portions just, just sort of like took me out of it. And I was just like, I don't care. 
Uh, especially like when they got to the, especially like when they got to the the chef, the sushi chef, about how he was preparing <laughs> the meals for for, for them, uh, which is something that I think I don't necessarily remember you saying during your synopsis, but. Um, oh, that's right. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> uh, they yeah, started so eating it, the, the severed kaiju limbs, and they're apparently delicious. And, and it's going to end world hunger. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like when, when they start getting into that, like, yeah, fine. I see the humor in it. It's just, it just kept taking me out of it. Especially the sushi chef continues to like, if you watch the sushi chef, he continues to make the same motions. He says his line and then he goes to look away and then they're like, no, 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 no. Come back. Say this line. And you can see them start and stop again. And the editing is so like, boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, how long is this going to go on? for? (laughs) So, that like that alone like the the just different interjections in this film just did not work for me uh mm-hmm. i did like the end of it i did think that the the soup bowl or or whatever the sushi bowl oh, yeah, was yeah. a lot of fun like i thought like mm-hmm. when it got into that that power rangers aspect a little bit more mm-hmm. um but but beyond that i just i i also think there's like a good chunk of this movie where there is no like kaiju storyline like oh, it's yeah, them trying yeah. to come up with it's weapons the and then it, it's just infighting and infighting and <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. it just got ridiculous too. like i was just like okay it's all right something yeah, needs yeah. to happen movie yeah. <laughs> so so for me um so for me i i enjoyed the the mockumentary uh kind of cut-ins um i thought they gave the movie a bit of a different feel than kind of a straight-up narrative um it, for, for 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 me, they kind of they kind of made it a bit interesting. Actually, I had the complete opposite reaction to you because I think by cutting up the narrative that way and not having it just be you know just a straight story told all the way through, it it, it kind of changes things up a bit every now and then. Yeah, but I think it. So for me, I think it affects pacing and I think it affects timeline. Like so, like what you said at the beginning, there's that piece where all of a sudden it's like the the things were out of his basket and now they're just huge in the streets and there's mm-hmm. no real tell of if we've gone right back to where we left off because it almost looks like mm-hmm. it's being filmed like at the same moment or like right right around mm-hmm. the same moment mm-hmm. um you just don't know where you're at anymore and when yeah, but do you need to i think at different parts I've... you do like I think at that part, especially like because we both found that to be a little confusing. You admitted it now. And, I mean, yes, I'm... it's a, yeah, it's a little bit confusing, but it doesn't matter when it takes place. Like, what, if it happens right then and there, if it happens, you know, a month later. Yeah, but it, if you're trying to fo- follow a storyline, you want to know you want to know where you are. You want to know, you know. I mean, is, to an extent. Where... But, and I think, yeah, but I think that that's, I do think in this moment it's effectual. Like, I, I think it mm, is something that's affecting that. It, it, uh, I don't think that really changes the story much either way, because, you know, wh- I mean, wh- regardless of when it happens, what happened in that in-between time, whether it's a minute or a year, is completely is, irrelevant. And isn't, he stand, just, isn't he still standing next to the same person too like that's walking on the street with him like when they see uh, the kaiju attack he might be i don't remember I, I i'd have to go back and watch that again um but but like i said it, it doesn't matter because that's fine that's if, yeah like if I, you feel that way that's fine i yeah. just i i saw this differently i definitely yeah, yeah. think that 
there's a call for needing this to be a little bit more succinct. For me, I think I think the reason why it doesn't matter to me is because this movie is not really about the story per se. It's about the monsters. <laughs> it's about the comedy. It's about the characters. And it's not so much about having a tight, coherent, cohesive narrative as much as all those other things. You know, so... Okay. You know, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I think it's weird that you're arguing that, but like, okay, okay. <laughs> it's it's weird to be on this side. It's weird to be yeah. on this side. <laughs> All right, so you're getting a taste of your own medicine now, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so there were some other things too about this movie that I just didn't, I didn't really enjoy, um, and. Mainly, it comes down to the the sort of the uh, Nana character, or, or I don't Nana. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know how they pronounce it, but mm-hmm. um, it's I, I get there's a sort of weird like they're all sort of <laughs> both both guys are like into her, right? And, and then even the other the, guy the, is the other guy the, too. Yeah, yeah the, the one that's sort of the uh, like M of like yeah, James yeah. Bond, like <laughs> he's sort of like makes all the weapons and stuff for at yeah, the end. He's kind of just, into her, but he doesn't do He's anything. kind of into her too. Yeah. 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 And she's basically Wendy Peppercorn, you know? Huh? What's that? She's basically Wendy Peppercorn. I, from, do I know that name? Uh, that's from, um, uh, oh, the, uh, the Sandlot. Isn't it the Sandlot? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I was look I was looking for like horror people uh, in my brain. So I was told. Just why would I make part. a horror reference, Sean? Come on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't ever do that to my, me again <laughs> my sandlot reference you know ah, that's okay. him the wendy okay, peppercorn that's, um that's <laughs> anyway uh so they're all fighting over her but not a single one of them gives a shit about her rights like basically like oh of course so, not. Like, no, they, they, they like, it's unbelievable <laughs> how second-class citizen nana is in this in this film mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like they all like her they're all trying to get with her but like she's working for the military installment there the 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 secret uh military group that she's working with and she goes along to interrogate uh yuda and the detective mm-hmm. is like brings her into this investigation and they go to interrogate Yuda. And then right off the bat, like the detective is just like in on Yuda's story and completely shutting down Nana, who he brought with her because she Mm -hmm. knew Yuda. Like Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there going, wouldn't you believe her? She's the one that's in the same organization as you. You guys are colleagues. Like what? And you're believing this guy. That's like, yeah, I invented a a monster making thing that, and she's also like, uh, he tried to invent monsters and it turns out he did. Um, (laughs) Like what, what, what is going on there? And then it only gets worse over time when, uh, the I who is the um the the bad guy basically? Oh, uh, I think I uh, Shinjiro. Shinjiro, yes. Okay, yeah. so Shinjiro, who's the one of the other people that are trying to get with her, actually says to her, "Jump into my arms like Bambi," and I'm like, <laughs> if I'm this girl, I'm like. So you see me as a helpless animal. You see me as a helpless deer in the forest. Like I, mean, if I, I need you to make. I it think up, that's a. I'm I think that's done. a great pickup line. Oh no, man! <laughs> if if you were to ever no, I don't care if you were ever to use that on somebody and they went with it, 
No, that person like I I, I can't mean, even that, imagine that. Like, that might be why I'm still why I'm still single. <laughs> but <laughs> do not use the jump into my arms like Bambi line. That is like no that that is just so challenge like, accepted. I, it was just a line that I was like. I hope that the translation for this got wrong. There was a couple of times where I, I, I generally uh, thought maybe the translations had errors mm-hmm. in, in the, the yeah, Amazon Prime not. version I watched. So mm-hmm. um, like I just, uh, certain things just did not fly and it seemed like they were sort of holding for the laughter and, and whatever in, in moments. And I just did not see it, but the, the jump into my arms, like Bambi thing, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that is just so condescending. That is just the word. Like, I don't know who is throwing that line out there, but I hope you smack them. I hope somebody smacks that person that says that to you. Um, I, I don't think she So, did. yeah, the, that did, did not, she. that did not sit well with me. <laughs> it's like, uh, um, I think, I think that line is just referring more to the action of jumping into his arms. Not so much the reason for doing it. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at it as a whole, right? Like, if you look at all of the other stuff that both of those characters are putting that that woman through, like, and there is some sort of like muted sexism in this movie, like, oh no, there, there definitely is, and it's, I, and it's just not like, very muted. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying is, I don't think mm-hmm. it is, and I definitely see this jump into my arms like Bambi thing. It's just being another thing on this list of like, oh my god, what are why why was this a line? So. <laughs> Um, yeah, like if they had, if I think if they had worked Nana's character up more and built her up to be more of a sort of self-reliable character, like, you know, build her confidence and make her like more of the lead. Cause the other two are obviously like bumbling idiots at each other, right? Like, mm-hmm. like Yuda is trying to get her attention, but he's more in the background and trying to work on his, uh, I don't know, like the weaponry and stuff like that. The other guy's into his uh, vinegar spray. Yeah, that he's like, no, you can't use it now. Like, what? When he tells them that, like, you're in a secret government organization and then you're like, you can't use it now. And they're all, all of a sudden like, well, do you have anything, Yuda? And Yuda's like, of course I do. And you guys can use it. And he's like, damn, I, it didn't work. You know, like, I'm, I'm just... I'm, what? It's hilarious. It's, it's so like, don't get me wrong. Like, that was some of the more of enjoyable stuff. Like that was some of the more enjoyable stuff. Like even I'm like now I'm going back and I'm laughing a little bit about it. But yeah, that's so it's it's a little more cartoonish than than I want it to be. Like because mm-hmm. of how weirdly like because of uh, probably just because of how weirdly shaped it is like as a, as a movie as a whole it's just like there's the mockumentary pieces and then there's these cartoonish pieces and then there's obviously like the kaiju fighting and i'm like i don't know where you're at can you pick a lane film like like even in your sexism like pick, <laughs> pick a lane like make that character like come out as like the the hero like uh, out of the thing or something mm-hmm. like give me something to work with that i can actually like root for somebody for here because i see I, I, the way i see it i want them all to die like, <laughs> so so i disagree about your your i disagree about your like your pick a lane thing because because i think in, I, I see what you're saying but the way i see it everything so the the, the ridiculous like love triangle thing the, the the mockumentary aspects 
and uh, and the kaiju fights. I do think they all like yes, they, they all have a different tone, but I think those tones mesh well together because there is still the, there is still this underlying sense of silliness to it. Like if you look at like, the kaiju fights, you know, it's basically you know when the when the squid and octopus are fighting, they're basically standing still and just flailing their arms around at each other, which is absolutely ridiculous. Then when the crab comes in, he's jumping around like an idiot, you know, which which again is hilarious. You know, so there's it, it's different, but it's still this underlying sense of ridiculousness. And then the the mockumentary parts when they come in, I think like yes, they're the the characters in them are way more serious. But I think their seriousness is also pretty ridiculous. It, it just even their seriousness is over the top, so it still fits in in kind of a roundabout way. Okay, all right, but also the movie kind of takes weird, <laughs> weird turns in pacing. So like this was something that I said before, and I want to get back to it now. Like all of a sudden, uh, what's his Sajira? What was his name? Oh, uh, Shinjira, I think I said Shin Shinjira. Shinjira. So. Yeah. So he takes Nana out on a date and I feel like everything just kind of settles down. Like, I feel like the action in the movie or anything that's going on kind of gets like muted at that point. And mm-hmm. it, it does feel like a long lull before we get back into the monsterdom. Oh, it definitely is, I mean, yeah. obviously it's setting yeah. up the, the seafood stuff to me. I, I was just like, I don't, this is where I'm mostly settled on this pick a lane thing is because I just don't know where this movie wants to be. I, I don't know what it's, I don't know what it wanted to do in the time allotted. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, yeah. I do think that the end of it is, is a lot of fun. Um, I, mm-hmm. especially when the, uh, the, the other guy comes in and, and takes over and has the, the, his like remote the control. Chef robot. The, yeah. <laughs> chef boy RD guy comes out of nowhere. And, and uh, yeah. that's like, I think a lot of that stuff is like a lot of fun, but I think mm-hmm. getting there is, is extremely difficult. Um, mm-hmm to anyone just trying to have like just trying to watch like a silly goofy movie i, I think yeah, it, yeah. i think it requires some work i think it requires some effort um so that was that was my experience uh mm-hmm. then we can get into the genetic engineering portions of the the sci-fi uh part of this if you want <laughs> um like this movie has a lot to say about gmos and how they're technically not terrible like and in some regard they're not like i mean they could offer the world uh hefty sustenance but they're also like monsanto who decides to like take people's mm-hmm. farms like you know what i mean yeah, yeah. uh so there is there's this whole like weird like subsection of of sort of underlying uh themes on that end as well about mm-hmm. uh genetically modified organisms so and how they could turn into kaiju monsters yeah yeah which, which is why i always <laughs> buy non-gmo which is also yeah, that's, not, probably, that's, you know, probably, that's probably that's probably non-kaiju that's exactly exactly yeah. we're not gonna end world hunger we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we buy fresh yep yep yeah. we're gonna cause world <laughs> hunger no um we have we have <laughs> world hunger that's that's, well, a, that's a people problem yeah <laughs> yeah i guess you're right yay humanity um <laughs> so going back to but just going back a bit to what you said about the 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 lull in the middle where there's not much kaiju action um I think what the movie's trying to do there is it's trying to to give you some sort of human story because because it kind of the the big knock on the kaiju genre just in general is that are yeah the, the monsters are really cool but the humans you know the human stuff tends to suck 
and generally and that's, the that's it. That's <laughs> well, what, what you know, and 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 so you know, and so regardless of what you think of this human story, I think them putting that in is them trying to give the human story some sort of substance. Uh, I mean, whether they succeed or not is a different question, but but I think that's what they're trying to do. And you know, for you, it didn't work. Uh, for me, I mean, as a story, it doesn't work, but. There's something about these characters that I just find charming. I just enjoy seeing them on screen. Even when I hate them, I just, I like seeing them on screen for some reason. Okay, so okay. I don't mind that little lull of, of you know, no kaiju action where it's just the characters. I, um, I just, yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't. I would, I would have loved to have seen a, a kaiju rip every single one of their faces off. And I think that would have been more... Uh, satisfying for me uh <laughs> not that you know like the end i think the ending is is very satisfying i think it's it's fine like i do like if i was gonna put this on like a one to five star kind of thing or whatever like this would suitably sit at like two two and a half stars like okay. um there okay. is some enjoyment here but i it, i know it wasn't for me like it wasn't mm-hmm. i the parts that i found enjoyable first of all i'm not a seafood guy so you didn't oh, have me come wow. with you like based on the fact that everybody's like oh this is i think that might be one of the funniest scenes in the movie is where they're all <laughs> having the different food and they're oh, all oh, having yeah, their yeah. Own thoughts with it like so i wrote down them, some quotes makes... yeah okay go, I, yeah, go yeah i wrote down so some of the things let me see um one of them says uh people will grovel before this fritter <laughs> Another one is um, the taste is amazing, like being hit by lightning. <laughs> wait, 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 what do you taste when you're hit by lightning? <laughs> is that a thing? Apparently, I mean, I've never been hit by lightning before, so I wouldn't know. But I guess I guess we're gonna have to try that, huh? Yeah, exactly. You know, next time it, it thunders out, I'll go out with my uh, my metal pole. Whatever you gotta do, <laughs> you know, it's it's for science. For for science. <laughs> Um, oh. So talking about the food aspect, uh, for me, this is uh, this is also one of the things I really like about this movie, is that it goes into something that we don't normally get in kaiju movies. You know, like with, with with most of these movies, the giant monster comes in that causes destruction, and then by the end of it, they defeat the monster, and then the movie's just done. But this one, I mean, it doesn't really go into the aftermath per se so much, but. But it does go into the concrete aftermath of, 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 of individual kaiju attacks in the way most other movies don't. Because, like, you know, yeah, if a kaiju loses a limb or part of its body at all, like, what happens to it? How do they dispose of it? Do they cook it and eat it? And in this case, they do, you know? Like, um, like roadkill for, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Kaiju kill. You know, I, I did get um, a kick. Like they just like picked it up off the ground. Like they're just like, yeah, like this, this one guy, it, it could have been like, this is another problem with the timeline is there's this guy that goes out and he's writing a blog. It's one of the, um, the inserts pieces, like mm-hmm. the sort of mockumentary pieces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guy goes out and he's like got a, a vlog or a blog or whatever. And he, uh, finds just this piece of, of octopus or squid or whatever, like lying on the ground. And we got like the first thing I think to myself is, where is this in the timeline? Did that just happen? Or is this like three weeks later? Because matter. there's no context it for it. Matter, That's the thing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Listen, if, if the squid can be good three weeks later, I think 
fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that, that's it's the just beauty. So that's sepa- it's so separated from where the kaiju fight is in the movie. Like, it's so much further away from when there was any kaiju battle that this guy finds this piece of squid or, su- or octopus or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Just like, he just finds it sitting there and he goes and he get- grabs it and goes home and tries mm-hmm. tries making food with it. And I'm like, where are we in the timeline? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I, I... I get that. I get that. It is, it is a bit messy in that sense, you know. So it really comes down to does that bother you, you know? But um, uh, you know, uh, Joe Bob Briggs, right? We, <laughs> he does the, you know, he does this ver- sort of pseudo variety show like uh, the Last Drive-In, and mm-hmm. like I feel. Do you remember the one that was on TBS that sort of incorporated everything and in not just horror movies? It was called Dinner in a Movie, and like it would have these interjections of like how to make something that would fit the film. I feel like this movie would have been fantastic. Oh yeah. On that kind of like platform where it's like, we're going to make a, we're going to make a entree or something to, to suit Mm -hmm. the film while you're watching it. I feel like if that had been the case, yeah. yeah, like I'm like, I I don't mind some like fried calamari or something like that, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm really not a seafood guy beyond like, if it's fried or bacon wrapped, I'll eat it. You know, like mm-hmm. that, those are pretty much the, <laughs> the standards mm-hmm. for me. Okay. But um, okay. when it comes to like this, I do think that a lot more people would have gotten a bigger, I think more people would have gotten enjoyment out of it if they had something to go with it. Like this is a seafood movie uh, it's in the title. And I think, I, I think that would have helped a lot as if I was into the food as well, <laughs> which I'm just not. I can see that. I can see that because I love seafood. So that aspect of the movie, I guess, I, it's not something that, that I consciously thought like, wow, because I love seafood, I love what they're doing in this movie. But no, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I am saying that like, I do think that to tie it together, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do end up watching a lot of movies, especially like, when I am under a crush and I've got to like get some, a review together really quick. There are times where I'm, you know, I'm eating pizza or whatever, like on the side, like while I'm trying to get notes, gathering notes while watching the film, this is sort of the same, this sort of similar situation. I do think that if I had watched this film presented with some sort of sushi portion or something that went with it, and like I said, not a seafood guy, not, not a sushi guy. I never really got it. I've never really tried it. Let's put it that way. I've never tried okay. sushi. So I, I don't know. But um, just for me, like, I do think having sort of the context, especially where there is that scene in the film where they're all enjoying their portions and their plates, the different ways that they're prepared and and things like that. I do think that it would have given some gravitas to the film to have had sort of a meal (laughs) with it. So um, uh, just whoever out there likes sushi and loves kaiju films like i guess if you were going to make an ultimate like kaiju seafood uh combination uh date dinner this this would be perfect for for you i suppose yeah yeah go go get some sushi and and watch you know the next time i watch this i'm gonna order sushi yeah just try it just see if it see if it adds an extra layer for you you know you know and then i'm gonna make all those faces and say weird things you know (laughs) (laughs) like uh (laughs) <laughs> like this is like my lover or whatever the hell you were saying. <laughs> I never said that. I mean, they're not. I don't that know what you're doing. <laughs> no, talking about. It's I don't amazing. remember like, what they said. Like in the being, movie. Like I do being remember. Hit by lightning. 
Come on. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Come on. That's that you you're taking this. You just had to make it weird. I always do. That's that's me. That's that that is just a personality trait, really. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what's going on. Okay. All right. So so you mentioned before the uh the GMO aspect of this. What did you think of that? Of that kind of well, well, I mean, Setab Z is is really. I mean, I think they even have an interjection with a scientist or something, and he basically tells us that Setab G, or G, Setab Z, um, is a factory in a capsule, um, which I really didn't understand. I think maybe "factory" might be a translation miscommunication, but no, I think it's just science. That's just okay. Because science. I, no, no, it's what I thought first, and then then they sort of were like, "You mean a, a factory is inside the capsule?" And he's like, "Yes." And I'm like, "Okay, so this isn't an error." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's basically genetic engineering, and he says it's macro tech, and it's basically just a way for them to to, to really talk about GMOs in in sort of a different and more sci-fi sort of sense. Uh, I mean, obviously, like we've seen, we've seen what GMOs can do, like big tomatoes and, and big corn and stuff like that, that we can sort of go, oh, shit about, you know, like, mm-hmm. and be worried about the sort of latter effects that we don't know too much about yet. But at the same time, we're also looking at a food source that could potentially feed the world. And that's sort of what they're talking about in the film when mm-hmm. they start ripping off the kaiju arms and, and, producing like amazingly delicious food for you know the japanese residents so there is sort of a weird underlying story about gmos and like i don't know where i fall on this line because honestly i don't know too too much about it but i do see sort of a need for it and i also see sort of the corporate greed that comes along with it like there's like monsanto is a fantastic organization and um by any means and (laughs) but at the same time if this food is technically safe and it can help with issues of world hunger i i I see a good enough reason to sort of forward it i just don't want Mm -hmm. that sort of particular company in charge you know what i mean i would like to see i would like to see more you know, but I would also like to see more data because I don't know about what the after effects have been with a lot of this too. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like we constantly hear the same thing, no matter what it is, whether it's GMOs or if it's uh, COVID vaccines. But it's sort of like, oh, we don't know how this is going to affect virility, and I'm like, okay, let our thoughts Just go there first. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, is that it? This is. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. So, yeah, that's all. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the way I understand it, like, we just don't know what the potential, especially long-term effects of GMOs could be. Um, yeah. But I, no, I, I got you. Like, like I, I said, I, I would need more data as yeah. well. I don't, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I do think there is an underlying sort of mm-hmm. um, furtherization <laughs> in this movie, like, for, for uh, GMOs. So, 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 so you think it's, you think it's pro GMO. You don't think it's, I think it, so I think it, it, so I think it rests on a, on, on sort of the same level that I do where it's like, um, obviously there are going to be bad actors. There's going to be potentially people that do stupid things and make, you know, terrible decisions. And, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, it could also feed an entire nation. So like, it really depends on how we use tech. It's how we, you know, and I mean, we're getting into, I, I mean, I watched one of the movies I watched Fantasia was restore point, which really is a blade runner esque film about 
uh, sort of where technology can go uh, given who's in charge of it, right? And regulation and things like that. And I do think that this is another example of that. I think this is just another reason to have better regulation and, and more open talks about, you know, what these things can do, what the potential for them is, and what needs to happen so that a company like Monsanto doesn't take over people's farms. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I, I see what you're saying, but but I think the so so the end. Remember, they talk about how they're having they're still having issues with with giant animals. Then they specify was it mosquitoes or something that that ate on the, that fed on the cows that ate or so I forgot exa- I, don't, I didn't write down exactly what they said, but yeah, there's the end, I think there is, and I it, obviously like it's yeah. a science fiction movie that's doing the science fiction thing at the end, giving us that sort of horror movie ending that says, "Hey, you know, this is coming. Maybe if we right, get right. The, so, if the movie does well, but it, it is. It's still it's still another aspect of that. Like, I mean, obviously, if they hadn't had a giant water monster like <laughs> show up, uh, and they had to like cut the limbs off, and you know, things get out right, the food. So- Right, I mean, but, it's all societal woe. It's all like realistically speaking. I don't think so because because isn't it like it was just you know mosquitoes uh, just fed on you know like cows that that ate grass or something that was or it was something from the like fertil- I don't I don't, rem- I don't remember I, I don't remember but but, but for, for, I, I seem to remember it being but I mean that's a horror that, movie doing the horror movie thing right right but but if this movie is trying to say something about GMOs, I think that ending has to be taken into account. It has to be part of its message as well. You can't have a positive no, you, message. You can. And then you, you can. It's just, oh no, bad things are happening. But no, you, you can't. Know, I mean, that's pretty much life. what the movie does. That's, I mean, there's, I think mm-hmm. there is an underlying, like maybe it's just for source. Like, I think it's there that it is talking about GMOs, but right, um, right. But it does argue quite a few times that they could end world hunger this way. Right. I mean, so yes. Yeah, so, so, so so, so it does talk about the potential good effects of it, but of, of GMOs. But the question is, what's the movie's overall uh, evaluation of GMOs? I mean, yes, just because GMOs have a, you know, could potentially have benefits, doesn't mean that the, doesn't mean that the movie thinks they're a good idea overall. Because something can have benefits, but still have those benefits outweighed by the negatives. Yeah, and I think that, and that's what I'm saying is, I think that the movie is arguing in the same place that we are, where it just doesn't have enough data to sort of make the the thing. The the element at the end is just horror movie stuff. Like, I mean, that's just regular horror movie shtick, and mm-hmm. it already comes from that place, so it can do it. Whether you want to go to a place where it's like it argues for it and then argues against it, like that's fair too. No, no, I no, mean, no, no, the no, idea no, is no, that I... nobody knows, and that's mm-hmm. that's where we're at as a society. Right, so. So what I'm saying is that the movie points out potential benefits of it and potential pitfalls of it. And so my question is, with that, where does it stand overall? And I think what you're saying that, you know, the movie is kind of ambivalent about it. And Yeah, I think it picks and chooses. Yeah. Okay. I I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's probably, that's probably right. Um, I think that's probably the, the right you know, with my limited understanding of GMOs, I think that same. I mean, I'm no scientist, that's, that's right. for sure. Only on only yeah. on the Monday and Tuesday do I play right, one on right. TV. Right, 
but yeah, yeah, no idea. So I mean, yeah. I do, but I do think that there's there's sort of a commentary there, but that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, beyond that, though, I have I really don't have anything left for the, for monsters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> kind of my 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 only other um kind of thought on this is that the movie is very it's very clearly a low budget movie. Oh yeah. Um, but I think the movie does a good job of it doesn't hide its low budget, but I think it does a good job of minimizing your noticing of, of the low budget. Ah. <laughs> no, no, hold, hold, hold. I, I mean, yes, there, there are definitely times, especially like the CGI. Like it looks terrible. The the CGI out of the vinegar cannons for sure, but um, I mean, even still, like everywhere, I think, or maybe not out of everywhere. The CGI everywhere looks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that like when they're fighting, it's it's that noticeable. I mean, it's there, but I don't think it's that noticeable. The the vinegar cannons really were like the one that yeah, was like, right. Okay, that yeah. and then then my. To be honest with you, and it's charming, uh, is when one of the monsters flips over the uh, car or or van, and it just turns into Hot Wheels. Like they're just, <laughs> and it is. It's silly and it's fun and it's it's whatever. Yeah, but yeah. like, well, so, obviously, so this we're dealing with a movie that doesn't have a very high budget for sure. Well, so. there's there's that, and also I think I think this this suitmation style that it uses. Um, also helps it to hide a slow budget because like because those kinds of things are kind of what you expect from it anyway you know it's mm-hmm. like you don't expect super super realistic effects from this style so so it's allowed to to so or, so that's yeah it gets a little more leeway not, it can get last, yeah. get more leeway you know so that that i think for me is kind of it's something that, that the filmmakers did well. They were able to but use that's, that style. So you know me. It. You know I'm more of an indie, like I'm definitely more of an indie movie guy. Like I, I just, mm-hmm. I prefer them, you know, and I've said mm-hmm. that many times. Uh, when it comes down to like that as a concept, like as a as a construct, I don't really, I I don't really look into it that much. There are certain times where I have watched uh, a movie and it ha- like, it will take it it will take something away from the effect of the film if mm-hmm. it's relying too heavily on that effect mm-hmm. um i do think that this i think that this is just nonsense like i think it's just silly oh, and yeah, fun of course, goofy of and so i don't look at i don't look at this film the same way like i'm not going to be comparing monster seafood wars to like say what was last year's Academy Award winner for Best Picture? Everything, everywhere, all at once. I don't think that I'm comparing yeah. the apple and the orange here. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So it, I'm putting this into context on into like context of personal enjoyment and like what it brings to the table um, as a movie. You know, just as mm-hmm. a whole. Like, I, and I'm rating it based on what it can do and what it, you know, not what it can't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, one yeah. of the things that I did find very funny about it was there is a scene at the end where one of the kaiju finally falls over and you can see right up and in to the costume <laughs> the person's wearing and you see their arm like just like literally like like bunched up inside like I think it's the squid suit and it's mm-hmm. just like you just you see flesh and whatever that's charming that's silly it's mm-hmm. it's part like yeah, yeah. it's part of that film like who cares yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. where I'm at with that um, mm-hmm. if the movie is, is any bit enjoyable at all. And that scene particularly is, so it's, mm-hmm. 
it's fine. Like I'm yeah. all for it. For, for me, what is I, I, I'm, I'm basically with you. Like, yes, you know, you, you, there, there are other things that are more important than how we look, you know, the story and everything. Um, and and even though I'm not. I'm probably not as as much of a fan of indie horror as you are. I I, I still love you know indie horror movies, but for me, I think the way the way I look at it is you know is that movies are a visual medium. So yes, you know the the, the look of it is not the number one most important thing. It may not even be necessarily you know one of the most important things either. Um, but it, it it's it's definitely part of the experience. And yes, I can be very forgiving you know of of a movie. Um, but it's still something that that I notice, and I think if a movie has better effects, that can only help it. You know, no, for sure, generally. You know, I mean that that's what I'm saying is when I'm comparing apples to oranges. Like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here and saying that this is going to have the same budget as as another film. You know, like mm-hmm. I get yeah. what I'm in for. I, you know, <laughs> watching a movie right, called course. Monster course. Seafood. Monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at the same time. Uh, I understand. Yes. If, if a movie has better value or, or especially I will notice a lot of times, especially in indie film, how good cinematography can be, because like you said, mm. this is a visual medium mm. and we are, we are seeing, there's a lot of really good cinematographers out there in indie film right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only see their careers getting better, but mm-hmm. at the same, the, the number one thing that will piss me off in a movie from that context of like, uh, you know, this is a visual medium is when people will sit down and tell you a story and we're not actually shown it. Like oh. that is usually the number one thing that pisses me off. It's like, mm-hmm. I get, you might not have had the budget, but give me like something here. Like, don't just let me imagine what happened unless it adds mm-hmm. value to someplace else in this. But like, if, if you have a character sitting there and literally telling me a story, show it to me. Don't, you know, what are we doing? <laughs> I mentioned I mentioned that in my reviews all the time. It feels like yeah. so many, you know, so many movies do that. They they tell you things and they should be showing them to you. And it's one it thing was, if it's it's a line or two, like it was like I went to the forest I, I mean, and yeah. saw a thing. I mean, of course, you know, like that, if that's the, if that's the yeah. end of your story, yeah. fine. But if you're gonna tell me like a like a three to five minute story, <laughs> all right, you better offer up something, you know, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we did Insidious a few weeks ago, and I think that's one of the most effective scenes in the film is when Barbara Hershey sits down with Patrick Wilson and tells the story, and you actually get to see, see the thing it. in the corner of the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, you know, it's all in what you put into it. And I think that mm-hmm. I get that budgets are limited, but I think that becomes an important part of, of going forward in some of these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. So... I don't really have much else to say about this movie. <laughs> Same, man. <laughs> I was surprised we got we got that much because I, yeah. I really only had like a half a page of notes. Well, you know, we 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 squeezed we squeezed all we could out of that half page. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did the same with Blades last week, so <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's good that we're kind of taking the you know it's mm. the middle of summer and we haven't uh, we haven't really taken a break yet, so it's kind of nice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but. Let's uh, let's talk about in two weeks. So, what are we doing next week in two weeks, Sean? So, I picked out a movie, and oh, it's <laughs> this is a, listen. This is a mainstream film uh, that I picked. Ooh. So, oh, but but still, you picked it. So, 
<laughs> so you're just going to hate it anyway. In all yeah. honesty, I think that you're going to like this one. My biggest problem with this movie is the ending. Uh, but other than that, I think there's going to be a lot for us to talk about. Um, I want to discuss What Lies Beneath with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. Right. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I recently saw that movie. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, about a month ago. Really? That's so weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking yeah. about this movie nonstop for like maybe a month okay. because there, there's some stuff in it that I really like. And then there's, then I think the ending kind of, you know, whatever, but we'll get to that when we talk about it mm-hmm. next time on the horror obsessive right. podcast. Sounds good. All right. Well, that's all for us. And uh, if you guys want to read any of our writings or any other awesome horror writings, uh, horrorobsessive.com. The only website you need to know. You ever will need. Ever and ever and ever. All right. Bye, guys.